good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on what time you're listening to this to. Welcome to the very first episode of the Musical Weep Podcast. I'm your host, Rico, also known as the Musical Weep. And I decided to start this podcast because, well, to be frank, I always talk to myself. So I figured, why not start recording myself and start a podcast? Uh, this podcast is many good, consists of things that I like, things such as music, video games, anime, and various other things that I have interest in. Uh, hopefully later on, the, I keep up with it, we can have guests on. Uh, so please excuse me if this episode comes off very rough. This is my first time ever doing something like this. So I would appreciate your patience. I think how I like to start off these podcasts is with what's in my rotation. As far as, you know, what music am I listening to right now? What anime do I have in my rotation? Or what games am I playing right now? To start off with music, what's been in my rotation lately, uh, I recently found this band called I'm probably butchering this name. Curabin. Uh, apparently, they're actually a band here from Houston. I'm surprised I haven't heard of them. But it's like 60s, 70s soul, but with kind of like a psychedelic tinge to it. Uh, one song I would recommend to check out from them. They actually did a cover of Summertime Madness by Cool in the Gang. And the way they use the guitar to simulate the the synth lead that's in the original, it's very ethereal. And to be frank, I feel like if you were smoking one to it, it'd be one enjoyable trip. Other than that, I've been listening to the new Calvin Harris record, uh, Funkway Bounces Volume 2. And... I'm enjoying it, but to be frank, I like the first one way better. I mean, the first one had so many hits on it. I mean, Slide, there's nothing more that needs to be said about that. If When you get Frank Ocean on a track like that, it's going to be a hit. Uh, even with the song he had Snoop Dogg on the last album, I feel like it was a better one. I feel like that one had... A vibe that fit not only with the theme that the last album was going with but with just snoop dogg in general this one on this album funkway bounces volume 2 it was pretty good but overall i feel like the first volume has more replayability than the second one but only time will tell uh standout tracks for me so far is new money with 21 savage i love the way the piano comes in it has like that kind of house piano vibe to it and then when the beat drops and the bass line comes in and not the craziest verse or performance i've heard from 21 savage but he does a pretty good job matching the vibe and you know you know serving as a good introduction into the album uh the one with Charlie Poof, 
that one I was actually surprised with because I'm not the biggest Charlie Poo fan. I mean, I've heard the hits and, you know, pretty okay pop stuff. But, I don't know, the way he came in on Obsessed, he, he did his thing. I ain't gonna lie. He did his thing. And the the girl that was on it, sh I'm probably butchering her, your, her name. I'm very sorry. Shanessa? I think that's how you pronounced it. The way she wrote the beat, yo, it was, she did her thing on that. Uh, probably my least favorite on the album. The artist that's featured on it, he's a legend, you know, been around since the 90s, had been a part of plenty of hits himself, but this one, it just did not work for me. Ready or not with Buster Rhymes. I just didn't really care for the instrumental on that one. Uh, even the way Busta sounded on it, I did not really care for. Not saying, you know, the verse was whack. I mean, I've heard better verses from Busta Rhymes for sure. But a subpar Busta Rhymes verse is still better than most other rappers verses. I'm just putting that out there. But with that being said, it still wasn't the best I've heard. Uh, anime that I have in my rotation right now, uh, currently making my way through One Piece. If you know me in real life, you would know that I've been very, let's say disgruntled towards One Piece in the sense that I always scroll through, you know, anime Twitter, you know, I follow various anime accounts and stuff on Instagram, Twitter. I watch various, you know, anime YouTubers and stuff. And the comments, I always see One Piece, One Piece, One Piece. And like most people, I'm like, how is a show this great if it's like a thousand something episodes? And frankly, I tried to get into One Piece a long time ago and I watched the East Blue Saga up until where Sanji joins the crew and I'm like okay this is okay but I don't really see where like the ravenous fan base comes from because in my eyes it's you know it's okay it's nothing mind-blowing and another thing that also deterred me was again the episode count i think the episode count now is like at a thousand and something it's still going on at the time of this recording i'm 24 years old so put it in perspective one piece is older than me it's 25 years old so for as long as I've been alive, One Piece has been going on, which is insane to think about. And one thing I always heard from One Piece fans when the turning point for One Piece is, is I believe it's the Waters 7 arc. And I went on Crunchyroll to like, okay, when does Water 7 start? And I don't think Water 7 starts to like episode 200 and something. Oh, Jesus Christ and even back in the day I remember 
one of the fights that always got a lot of acclaim for One Piece was the Rob Lucci and Luffy fight. And I even saw, you know, some clips of him like, okay, this is a pretty cool fight. You know, when he did the the Gummo Gummo no uh, Gatling gun or whatever. I'm like, okay, okay. It's looking pretty nice, looking pretty nice. So I looked it up, like, okay, what episode does this happen in? It wasn't until like episode like 400 and something or 500 and something. I'm like, Jesus Christ. You're telling me I have to go through all this just to get to that? I don't know, bro. But my little cousins, they're newer into anime. They haven't dove as deep as I have. I've been watching anime for well over a decade now. And I feel like if One Piece was one of the first that I really got into, I would probably have a, a different opinion. But alas, I'm getting to it pretty late and I've been around the block for many years. So it's kind of like I've seen this in other places. Like, I don't know what's going to make this one stand out. At the time of this recording, I'm at the Sky Pia arc. The arc before this one, uh, Alabasta. I ain't gonna hold you, One Piece fans. Y'all might kill me. I thought that shit was kind of boring. There were some good highlight moments from it, you know, like when they actually got to was it Alaberna or Alabasta, where the Civil War started happening. Like, okay, okay. Now, now we're getting somewhere, but prior to that, it had a great setup introducing the princess Vivi and kind of her plight and why she needs a straw hats to help her save her country of Alabasta. But then after that, it kind of just lost focus. Like they went to this island with giants and stuff like I'm like, I kind of don't care about this. Like, when are we going to get to the actual Alabasta part? And when I got to the actual Alabasta part, okay, okay, this is cool. This is cool. But I still was like, it's still not blowing me away. The only part where up until the part of this recording that I really, okay, I kind of get it now was with Arlon Park. The way Arlon Park played out and Nami's backstory and, you know, the emotion that came out of that arc. I'm like, okay, okay. I get it. I kind of get it now. If this is what I'm getting for the rest going on, I'm probably going to really like it. I'm enjoying it now. I've seen some people say, yo, Sky P is boring. It's not really that good. I'm enjoying it right now. I really am enjoying the Sky Pia arc. But I kind of see why people say it's boring. It's kind of a the beginning part kind of leading up to getting to the actual island of Skypea. It's kind of meh, but I enjoyed it. And also how they kind of introduce what I assume is one of the main antagonists of the show, Blackbeard, which was a pretty good introduction. Uh, so hopefully the the quality keeps up from here uh i will still say though shout out to my little cousin anthony i still don't think the show is peak because look 
probably by the time I make it to Wano, because I was kind of considering at one point just skipping to Wano, which is the latest arc. And if you have time, Google some clips from the Wano arc in One Piece. I don't know what the animators have taken, if they're on drugs or they finally got that paycheck raise or whatever. But the animation for this Wano arc, yo, it every episode kind of looks like a movie. I'm not going to lie. It looks really good. I, I was kind of like considering skipping to the Wano arc. But I'm like, no, let me try and get the whole experience, try and get all the context. Because what I hear, the Wano arc, it's filled with a lot of payoffs. Payoffs if you've been a One Piece fan. I've also kind of considered just starting now where one piece is at because if y'all didn't know the creator of one piece oda he recently said he pretty much said everything up until this point has been filler in a sense everything up till now has just been about how the crew came together how how they got stronger and now they're finally getting to finding the one piece for the few of you who don't know what One Piece is, One Piece follows the story of Luffy and his band of Straw Hat Pirates. And you follow Luffy's journey to become King of the Pirates. After the last King of the Pirates, Goldie Roger, he was executed. And he said, I left all I had, I left all my treasure at One Piece. So the goal is for Luffy to become King of the Pirates, and I guess the way to become King of the Pirates, like the undisputed King of the Pirates, is to find the One Piece. We don't know what the One Piece is. We haven't really got too much hints onto what it is. Uh, I believe the creator did say that it is an actual thing. It is something. Because the fear from One Piece fans was and I kind of joke about it too. Imagine if the One Piece, after all these years, all this hype built up around finding it and finally getting to it, imagine it's nothing. And it turns out the One Piece is the journey that you took to get here and the friends and the bonds you made along the way. That is the One Piece. I'm not going to hold you. If I was a One Piece fan, I'd be pissed. Because after who knows how much longer this show is going to go. It might get to 27 years going strong and after 27 years the what piece is nothing i'd be pretty upset me personally but the creator has assured us that that is not the case it is the actual thing and as of the time of this recording now it's gearing up for its final arc so i think he said it might be like another two years three years before it all wraps up so i should probably catch up by then as far as what's in my rotation as far as video games go uh right now i'm making my way through devil may cry 5 uh i recently picked it up it was on sale for like 20 bucks on uh the playstation store which i'm a big fan of the devil may cry series uh, my favorite probably being Devil May Cry 3, but 5, I'm not going to lie, it's kind of coming for uh, Devil May Cry 3's throne because I love the four different play styles you get. You have Nero, who's kind of a 
he's a younger version of the main character dante and it kind of reflects that in the gameplay style because nero's gameplay style it's similar to dante's but on a more streamlined beginner level then you have the main character in the face of the franchise dante which after what, five games his play style is very deep complex you can pull off crazy combos by chaining together different weapon types using different range attacks and he even has different styles of fighting then you have the newest character v who is kind of like a beast summoner he summons two demons well technically three demons to do the fighting for him uh it's a very button mashing kind of play style all you really gotta press is the square and, and the triangle button and you can get triple s combo rankings which triple s combo rankings is the highest ranking you can get in combo terms then you have virgil who's virgil is kind of similar to he's kind of a mix of dante and nero he but it's a lot more fast pace and i haven't played that much of virgil i've only played like five minutes of it because i'm trying to make my way through the main story first before i start the virgil uh dlc so i think i'm about a little more than halfway done uh besides devil may cry 5 i'm also playing persona 5 strikers which is the spin-off of persona 5 if you don't know about persona it is probably the best jrpg ever to be created i will stand by that uh this is the spin-off slash sequel to persona 5 it takes place i believe like a couple months after persona 5 ends and it follows the the protagonist during their summer vacation and it's 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 a really good game i recommend playing persona 5 if you have a playstation if you have a playstation 5 you can play persona 5 for free because it's part of the playstation all-star collection or whatever that comes free with your ps5 now disclaimer it is a really long game it took me about a hundred hours to complete persona 5 and that's not you know other role-playing games or adventure games when you spend like 60 hours 80 hours or whatever a lot of that is you know you exploring or probably doing repeat quests or doing side quests or whatever but persona 5 no the game is actually just that long like there is no real side quest that you can do just the story in the game is really just that long and if you play persona 5 royal which is the more updated optimized uh version of persona 5 they actually have extra story content in it and that kind of rounds it up to about 120 hours 130 if you're taking you know, your sweet time with it 
if you have the time i recommend playing it if you don't have the time there is the anime version of persona 5 it's it's decent but you won't get the full experience or impact of persona 5 uh mainly because the anime only covers the main story portion because one of the aspects of persona 5 video game is it's a dungeon crawl turn-based uh, role-playing game with a high school life simulator so the way it works is you go about your day-to-day -day life either creating new bonds with friends strengthening those bonds by going on different activities with them learning their backstories you know having conversations with them uh and furthering those bonds gives you actual upgrades or unlocks new aspects of the game that you know weren't available before like one confidant or one friend that you can befriend is like a national shogi uh, champion which shogi is like a traditional japanese uh board game uh the more you're friendship increases with her the more strategy you're able to implement in the actual battles for example i think if you max out her confidant you can switch characters mid-fight no matter you know who is on the playing field going through that her whole storyline to get you know finding out her backstory what makes her her yeah, that's cut out of the anime. I believe she's in it. And she makes like a small appearance, but learning her backstory and all that kind of stuff, that's cut out. And it's cut out for a lot of the characters. Like, it might touch on it or introduce these characters, but they're cut out for the most part. Because the anime is only 25 episodes, and they have to cover a 100-hour long game. I mean... They can only do so much, but it's a passable adaptation if you don't have 100 hours to spend actually playing the game. Uh, for sure, if you don't want to watch the anime either, at least listen to the music. The music to Persona 5 is some of the best I've heard come from video game. It has this really jazzy feel to it very very new funk not really funk but definitely heavy on the jazz side uh probably the standout song i would tell you to go listen to is life goes on and it's this real kind of funky jazz tune and it's funny because the title is life goes on and the song plays at least in the video game it plays when your character has to take exams i mean it's a real funky jazzy you know kind of song you know gets you kind of tapping your feet you know bobbing your head and it plays when you take a test the most kind of like mundane thing you could do but i believe the title's aptly named life goes on because 
I'm pretty sure most of us felt at one point in school, you know, taking a test, you know, it's the end all be all. This will determine my future, you know, dog. If you fail a test, I mean, you should still try, try your best, try and get the highest marks you can. But if you fail, guess what? Life goes on. You know, don't be too down in the dumps about it or, you know, don't let it, you know, drive you down, you know, a dark hole. Life goes on, you know. Later in life, you you won't even remember that test. I don't even remember half the tests I took in high school. I remember, you know, I remember not doing well with some of them, but remembering which tests I didn't do go on, didn't do good on. I don't remember that as a twenty-four year old now. Talking about some music news, Kanye. Let, let, let me talk to Kanye real quick. I love you, dog. You are one of my favorite artists of all time. I will always say I'm a big Kanye West stan. For those of you that don't know, Stan is a very obsessed fan. I love Kanye West. I have most of the albums that are available on vinyl on vinyl. I have College Dropout. I have Yay. I have Kids See Ghosts. I have Mind Reaper Darts as the Fantasy. I am a big Kanye West fan. But Kanye, you are 45 years old. And these antics with Pete Davidson, I to some degree I kinda understand. When wife and kids get involved, it gets messy pretty quick. Emotions run high. I get that. But on the same token, Kanye West has also been vocal of, you know, he's been bipolar. He's had, you know, check in the hospital. I remember uh, I was supposed to go to the second leg of the St. Pablo tour back in 2016, I believe was the year. And I was all excited. You know, I, I bought my ticket. I was all excited. The date was coming closer and closer. And that's when the meltdowns on stage started happening that was when he had start he was beefing with jay-z and beyonce and he had a mental breakdown and he had to cancel the tour and he was checked into the hospital uh after that he was kind of out of the limelight for a long time and when he came back you know it was like he finally recognized a part of himself that was you know not right that he was in fact bipolar and having come to this conclusion and trying to do the work to be better and even making you know kids see ghosts with Kid Cudi which Kid Cudi has been an avid you know outspoken person of mental health depression and all that kind of stuff and making an album that was very therapeutic for both of them to kind of bullying Pete Davidson, who has a history of depression, mental illness, been very outspoken about it and kind of bullying and sending a wave of of hate and kind of clowning towards him. I, I don't think that's personally right. Now that Pete Davidson, did he do anything to kind of put himself in that situation? I would say yes when 
when you when you send a a picture of you in bed and you're like i'm laying next to your wife i mean that's not the smartest move if you're really trying to extend a hand in an olive branch to sit down and talk about his antics i don't really think that's a smart move given the history of kanye west as a person and from the different reports and articles i read because at the time of this recording pete davidson and Kim kardashian are no longer together and the reason for that being is i think they said they're dating for like what seven eight months something like that and pete davidson already proposed to kim kardashian which i'm sorry that is not the smartest move pete i mean she just got out of a marriage of with a man that she has three kids with and it was probably really hard for her to leave kanye because however you might feel about kanye west as a person his antics or even his music one thing that's kind of always been clear is he's been a really good dad you know he's really been his kid's life you know is always there for you know he's always there for his kids you know who i've seen he's been a really good father so it's probably really hard for kim kardashian to leave kanye and for pete to propose to her eight months into the relationship when reports say that kim kardashian kind of wanted things to go kind of slow you know don't super rush into anything but meanwhile pete davidson is getting kim kardashian tattooed on him i think he also had kanye's kids tattooed on him which that is wild right there if another man got my kids tatted on him i i would feel some type of way about that but it recently came out that Pete Davidson has been checked into the trauma was it trauma team or trauma therapy or some, 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 something along those lines for he's been having, you know, relapses and breakdowns kind of in part due to all the hate and probably all the scrutiny he's he's been getting. I mean, Kanye changed Pete's name to Skeet. You know, now I'm pretty sure every time he goes out, you know, he'll have hecklers from the street like, hey, Skeet Davidson. So things along those lines, it will take its toll on them. Uh, but when the news broke that Pete got checked into the hospital, Kanye took it upon himself to post what looks like uh, an obituary in the newspaper for Pete Davidson. And if you look at the bottom of it in fine print, it says Kid Cudi was supposed to perform at the funeral, but he couldn't due to fear of throwing water bottles because Kid Cudi and Kanye's relationship is kind of no longer existent due to the fact that Kanye felt like 
Kid Cudi picked Pete Davidson over over him because he's still friends with Pete Davidson. Which it's kind of like that that guy code of you don't want to date one of your friends or really good friends exes because it's just it's just kind of disrespectful to your friendship you know some people see it that way some people don't up to the individual but that's how Kanye saw it he saw it as a portrayal of still being friends with Pete Davidson even though Pete Davidson is dating his ex-wife and Kanye was set to perform at Rolling Loud he was the headliner but I think like a week or two before Kanye pulled out and I feel like Rolling Loud set this up because they I feel they had to know what they're doing you know they have one of the biggest festivals in the world well maybe not the world but you know one of the biggest festivals especially you know hip-hop culture to put Kick Cudi in place of Kanye they've had to have known what they were doing I feel like they set they set Kick Cudi up and I mean regardless who ever was gonna play even if it wasn't Kick Cudi let's say they got uh I don't know J. Cole or something granted the crowd was shown way more love to J. Cole than Kid Cudi but there still would have been some disgruntled people in the crowd because prior to this the only shows that Kanye did was those live like listening parties to Donda which even then those really concerts they were literally just listening parties so Kanye really hasn't performed or you know really done anything since the St. Pablo tour back in like 2016 that was like the last tour he went on so finally Kanye's performing after all these years like doing like a whole show himself because he's done appearances at other shows like I went to Astroworld in 2019 and Kanye actually came out and performed uh you know follow god and uh i think he did can't tell me nothing but he only performed like two songs but the crowd went crazy and kanye was only doing those kind of performances he was only doing a you know, small you know pop-ups at different people's shows so this is going to be the first show in a long time where he was going to do a whole set but for some reason he didn't want to do it they got kick cutting instead the crowd was not having it because i saw a lot of the discourse was a lot of people bought tickets just to go see kanye west and for them to replace it with kick cutty which is not the smartest move so kick cutty's performing and people are throwing stuff at the stage he actually got hit with a water bottle and he got rightfully mad he said uh if you throw another water bottle i'm walking off the stage it's someone had the audacity to actually do it and he was a man of his word he left which to the people that threw water bottles at kid cuddy come on dog what is wrong with you 
you paid all this money because rolling loud tickets they are not cheap by any means you spend that much money to go to a show only to heckle the artists that you kind of paid money to see and I get their artists you know they're millionaires you know they're in the limelight they kind of look like other worldly beings that you know we can never really touch or whatever but at the end of the day the reality of it is they're human just like us they have feelings you know doing stuff like that that's not right you know especially given Kid Cudi's history with you know mental health and depression you know I remember back in 2015 you know when he was having kind of a beef with Drake he was actually you know going through a really bad depression he actually he checked himself in the hospital due to suicidal thoughts and tendencies so you know it's been documented that Kid Cudi has struggled with these kind of things and to do something like that like what happened to the empathy I hope Kid Cudi does well I hope he doesn't fall back into that dark place that he was in I hope Pete Davidson gets the help he needs and comes out better I hope Kanye sees the air of his ways and just get back to the music but we'll see in anime news this actually just broke recently uh bleach bleach is coming back we've known this news for months we actually got a trailer a couple months ago of bleach the thousand year blood war which for those of you unfamiliar bleach is one of first and foremost the big three the big three being you know three biggest anime in the mid 2000s mid to late 2000s which is naruto one please uh excuse me like i said this podcast is gonna be rough this is my first episode bear with me naruto one piece and bleach bleach it had an anime really successful anime but it got cut short they ended it or put it on hold after the full bring arc which i mean the, the arc itself it was kind of eh, it was kind of mid but the the manga and the anime were still widely popular but they put a pause on it you know but the manga kept continuing the manga went on to its final arc which was the thousand year blood war and as far as final arcs go yo yo the thousand year blood war my god what a arc granted for a final arc it took him like what two years or two three years for it to actually finish it was a pretty long it was a really long arc but news recently broke out that well still not confirmed yet it's still leaked that disney actually acquired the streaming rights to bleach thousand year blood war 
which some people are very very upset about for those who don't know disney is trying to dip their toes into the anime market if you will uh recently they kind of landed in some hot water because they acquired an anime called summertime rendering i don't know anything about the anime i always saw the trailer it looks kind of like a murder thriller mystery type of anime it looks really interesting if it looks so interesting why haven't i watched it you might ask well disney owns the streaming rights to it but i can't even watch it on disney plus so what was the point of buying the rights to stream it if i can't even stream it the only way to watch right now is if you pirate it which i don't condone piracy i believe if you love a medium you should support it financially that's a way for you to get more of what you do like but in this case i'm not mad at anyone that pirates it because at some point we gotta show these companies that things like this is it shouldn't be allowed for example with jojo part six it's exclusively owned by netflix and you would think they would just put out a new episode every week like most seasonal anime would but they're putting them out in chunks and it's it's okay if you like to binge but at the same time i would rather them just put out the whole season and let me binge it instead of just give me these bite-sized pieces of the anime or better yet just put them out weekly but no it's been months upon months since we got part one of jojo part six stone ocean and a lot of people are scared that this will happen to bleach since disney has already shown that they have summertime rendering locked behind legal hell and also another tidbit which i don't see why people are scared about this they only acquired the streaming rights they didn't acquire the creative rights or anything like that but when naruto was airing back on disney xd back in the day they were you know showing naruto shippuden they kind of censored quite a bit of it and a lot of people were scared that that's what they'll do to bleach especially for the thousand year blood war but i'm pretty sure the censoring won't be there or be as bad as naruto was but we can only hope that they do right by bleach fans and put out the episodes week by week by week also another thing that kind of sucks is even though it's on disney plus you know one of the biggest streaming platforms you also gotta think who from the disney who from the disney plus platform is going to click on bleach if they're not already an anime fan most of the audience that has disney plus they're not really into anime like that you know they got disney plus for disney things such as you know the mcu shows and movies probably star wars too and you know just pixar and disney originals i don't think most of their audience is into anime like that 
so kind of sucks because this is supposed to be you know the grand finale you know the swan song if you will of bleach and it probably won't get the the exposure it would have gotten if it went to an actual anime you know streaming service like a crunchyroll but i digress well other anime that we have coming up we have part two of spy family uh part two season one which spy family has been my anime of the year it is so good so wholesome if you're feeling kind of down the dumps and you need a nice boost of serotonin watch spy family you can thank me later even if you are into anime it's just a really good show uh it's also one of the shows i can give the stamp on the english dub for it is actually pretty good uh we also have chainsaw man coming out which probably the most hotly anticipated you know anime coming out this year as most people that know me irl know i go to a lot of anime events conventions and stuff like that and i'm deep in the anime community i have not seen a manga like chainsaw man get this amount of exposure and love without an anime even attack on titan didn't get you know this much traction when it was still just the manga it was only after the anime that it really kind of blew up but every event convention i go there is some kind of chainsaw man cosplay i see it's you know widely talked about and the anime is being handled by studio mappa which mappa has a good track record well great track record of adapting animes and the animation quality being pretty a1 so looking very much to watching that one I think that'll just about do it for episode one of Musical Wee Podcast. Uh, thank you for listening to me ramble on about things that I am passionate about, things that I love. I promise as the podcast gets on, goes on, see, I'm still new to this. I'm trying to get, you know, myself adjusted, trying to become a better podcaster hopefully you'll join me for this journey uh thank you so much for listening hope to catch you on the next one peace